Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is Paige Demakos, digital media host for TD Fantasy and the Draft Network. Paige, super excited to have you on the show. Thanks, Rob, for having me. I'm excited to, uh, to dive into today's podcast because I know what the topic is and I'm excited about it. And this is part two of our three-part podcast series. So if you haven't listened to the other ones or if it hasn't been released yet, make sure to check it out. Today's topic, your success mindset for succeeding in sports. And you ended our last podcast episode with one word that resonated with me, which when we had our conversation at Gibson's a few weeks ago, uh, it really stood out. And it's something that is near and dear to my heart and who I am and how I'm building the culture of bacon sports and everything in my entire life. And the word is happiness. And when talking about succeeding in sports, what does happiness mean to you? Oh, that's a, that's a big question. Um, for me, I think I, I can remember, I think I told you this story and, and you're going to have to hear it again, but I can remember right being right out of school and and having this idea of what working in sports was like right and and i had a great i was really lucky and very fortunate i started my own sports website in college worked at the university of nebraska uh go big red had tons of i got tons of great experiences first two years in the big 12 second two years in the big 10 got to travel call games do big 10 networks i mean it, i the ultimate call, I can't say enough about what my college experience was like. So that's a shout out to the University of Nebraska because they did a hell of a job creating an awesome journalism program that I learned so much while I was there. So that, and I had this good kind of atmosphere of, of college kids that I was working with because there's a lot of university kids. And then it, you kind of had your own little separate group. So my first job, I'm, I'm working in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm, I'm going to a, a baseball game. I'm going to a Diamondbacks game. And I had this idea in my head that like, everybody should be happy to be covering sports because it's sports. And like, I could be roofing or like working construction or being working on air conditioners or doing something that's really hard and laborious. And instead I'm sitting in a beautiful baseball park in April watching baseball. Um, and so for me, I had this idea that everybody kind of had the same mindset as me. Well, I quickly learned that that was not the case. And I quickly learned that it was actually quite the opposite. It was super negative. Um, a lot of unhealthy habits, a lot of unhealthy behavior, a lot of, a lot of just negativity. And I was, I don't want to say like, I wasn't depressed, but I was like, I had to push myself out of it. Right. Cause I was like, I don't want to be like them. Right. Like that's, that's not, that's not who I am. That's not who I ever want to be. And I'm not saying that's how everybody was, but the culture of sports writers is kind of like that. It's just in all sports, but specifically baseball is a lot like that. A lot of unhealthy behavior, a lot of negativity. And I think a lot of people lose their, their love of why they got there and they forget that they are covering sports and maybe they need a little wake up call of what they could be doing instead. But I just, that was my first kind of, whoa, like it was totally not what I expected. And I expected everybody to be like me in this like happiness bubble, right? And Little Miss Sunshine, I've been called that plenty of times, which I take as a compliment. Like I don't take it negatively. I'm like, if you mean it negatively, that's fine. But I, I think being happy is a good thing. So I just decided then and there, like, I'm not gonna let this culture take me down. Like I'm gonna be who I am. And if that means I have to kind of 
take a little different path or wiggle my way into certain situations to, to avoid this type of behavior, then that's fine. And if it takes a little bit longer, I'm good with that. Cause I value my happiness and my health overall. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, a sign that I have up in my house that says, uh, happiness is not a destination. It's a way of life. And, and it's a constant reminder for me. And, and with what you were saying there, I very much see this as the old guard, the way that things previously were done and everything's shifting in the sports media landscape. And you're even seeing newspapers going out of business and a lot of these people losing their jobs and things can be taken for granted. But for me, and I'm sure you, I'm designing the life that I want, like my dream life. And I'm never going to get to a point where I take that for granted or where there's negativity because that's actually larger than just sports. This is your life. And certainly on the health side of things, I completely agree with you. I've never understood on several levels how even us as consumers, we can be angry at athletes when they don't do certain things. And then we look at our own consumption and habits and you're like, well, yeah, maybe I don't work out and I'm overweight and I don't like my job and I'm a pretty negative person. You're like, well, wait a second. What in the world is going on that the people who are criticizing the people who are fine-tuned machines who, sorry, they're not perfect. It's weird and I see it on both sides. And for me, happiness, and really it's about positive vibes because I don't have room for negativity in my life anywhere. Like, Nope, I agree. it is so hard to be successful, period. Nonetheless, successful in sports. So if you're going to bring any shredded negativity around me, I don't have time for that because that's not going to get me any steps closer to where I want to go. No, absolutely. And I think you, you brought up a great point. And I think it's, I tend to, I tend to find myself defending athletes, right? And I, and I think it's because I grew up in sports. My dad played professional sports. My brother was a division one athlete, probably would have played in the NBA if he hadn't gotten cancer and, and, you know, glad he's healthy now, but was his whole, he has a whole fake leg now. So he didn't get to follow his dreams and be able to do what he wanted to do. So I think throughout being that I grew up in sports, I grew up around athletes. I think I have this tendency to defend them. And I think to myself sometimes, and I think back, like when I was playing sports, like if somebody came up to me and was super unhealthy and super just like, didn't, in my opinion, doesn't take care of themselves, right? Doesn't care about themselves. And then I just read their article where they're just destroying me, right? They're talking about how I've had bad, like bad hands, or I didn't make a catch, or I didn't make a basket, or I didn't do this. How do you think athletes feel when that happens? Like, don't you think they're people? And I think people forget that. I think fans forget that. I think writers, journalists, people forget that because they're people. And yes, they're not perfect, just like you said. And I think sometimes that, that attitude, and it's one of the things that has actually worked out best for me is I train like an athlete and I'm not a professional athlete at all, but I train like one. I literally work out in a gym. Yesterday I was in a gym with Paul Goldschmidt and I wore a shirt that said, I'm allergic to St. Louis. And I talked smack to him the whole time I was working out. Like it's, that's the, that it, it has, it has only helped me. I, I train like an athlete. I have an athlete mindset because an athlete mindset is a success mindset and athletes most of them do not care about anything that you have to say that's negative because guess what? They are the top 1%. They're a half a percent of what the world is doing the very, they're at the highest, highest level of what they're doing. And there's a reason they're there. 
talent, but they had to work hard. And so a lot of them have that positive mindset that I love. And that's why I'm always trying to learn from that and grow from that and, and continue to be successful. And I think there's a lot to learn from athletes. There's a great book about this by, um, I believe she's a psychologist named Carol Dweck. And I don't remember if it's called mindset or growth mindset, but it's about having a growth mindset, always looking to get better. And I actually heard uh, Stan Van Gundy on Zach Lowe's podcast years ago talking about this, which is why I started reading the book. And it was incredible. And you're right. You have to have this athlete success growth mindset in all areas of your life, specifically if you want to work in sports or do anything. So for me, looking at fitness, if you look good and you feel good, you're going to be more confident. If you're more confident, you're going to be more successful and you're going to be more healthy. So that's sort of the given there. And then the next part is, all right, well, I always have to be getting better. So I'm never going to stop learning, whether that's content creation or reading books or mentorship yeah. or any of these things. So you're always having this success mindset. And then I'm also always looking for inspiration. So uh, for me, being a Pittsburgh fan, when I'm on the treadmill and I'm going through a group fitness class and we're doing hills and they're just like, push up the speed, push up the speed. What I actually visualize in my mind is two years ago, Antonio Brown on Christmas day, I believe it was, with less than 10 seconds left, scoring a touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens to win yeah. the division. And there's three Ravens around him. And he reaches the ball over as uh, Eric Weddle is face masking him, which didn't get called. And I just visualize this. And in the back of my mind, and I've seen it on Instagram, I envision Antonio Brown working out. And I know his work ethic. And I'm sitting there and I, and I visualize this and I embody this in who I am. So I very much use athletes as inspiration. And here's another way I do it on the treadmill. And this is so sports junkie of me. So when I'm, when I'm running, I will do it on the numbers of my favorite players. So for example, when I'm at a 7.1, I'm running for Evgeny Malkin. And then when I get to 8.1, I get up to Phil Kessel. And then when I get to 8.4, it's Antonio Brown. And then when I'm really pushing it, I get to 8.7, and it's Sidney Crosby. Crosby. Yeah. Of course. And it's dumb things like that. But guess what? That's what, whatever it takes to motivate yourself to have a success mindset, because I love excellence. It's, it's weird. As a sports fan, I've never rooted for LeBron James because I'm a Bulls fan. But he's – the greatest player we've seen in the last 20 years. You're telling me I can't appreciate and learn from what LeBron James is doing? Like, my goodness. He's yeah, amazing. listen, we, we as a society, right, this is a broad topic, but it, we're here. We as a society hate excellence, all right? We hate on it. We hate on it because guess what? You, it, it makes you think about intrinsically what you are, what you are lacking. When you, when you are putting things out, about, about other people, it's usually coming from a place of lack, where, you're, where you feel inside you that you're lacking. I study the greatest of all time. Those are the people that, that, that push me to the next level. You wanna know why I enjoyed football this past weekend, even though the Bears weren't in it? Because I watched Tom Brady dissect a defense that was considered one of the best all season long and put on a clinic as a 41-year-old playing football. I love greatness. I love watching it. I love, I'm addicted to watching greatness because there are so many things to learn from it. And guess what? I don't particularly like the Patriots. I don't, I don't, I'm not 
I don't have any disdain to them. It's not like the Packers where I don't like them at all, but I'm also, I'm not a Boston fan. So for me, I only root for the Chicago teams, but I like watching greatness and there's things to be learned from that. And it's the same thing. I think Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time. That doesn't mean that I can't love LeBron. I love LeBron. I love watching him play. I love watching him work. I love watching his Instagram videos. I love watching him work out in the off season. That's that to me pushes me to the next level because I look at him and I go, he's going to be a billionaire. He's going to be one of the best players of all time. He's got, he doesn't have anything to live up to anymore. And he's still, he is still pushing it to the next level. That is the ultimate for me, the fire that I love watching because that pushes me. Like if LeBron's working, I better be working. If you want to listen to an amazing podcast that encapsulates all of this, Tim Ferriss recently had LeBron James and his trainer on the podcast for an hour-long episode, which delved into the habits and routines of LeBron James on a daily basis, like super micro. So to get uh, a little peek behind the curtain of what he's doing is incredible. So the last thing we're going to talk about, which we could actually use LeBron James going to the Lakers with Magic Johnson being part of that as the launching pad, is being around like-minded people. LeBron James wants to be a billionaire. Boom, goes to LA, learns from Magic Johnson. So wrapping this back to the success mindset for succeeding in sports. One thing that I loved about being able to meet you is we instantly vibed because we have positive vibes. We both train like athletes in our mind and in everything that we do. And it's such an important thing because I even texted this to my accountability group that I have. Uh, I feel like I don't relate to 99% of people in this world because I don't think like them. I don't act like them. Uh, I love greatness. I love excellence. I always like getting better. Uh, I seek out pain and discomfort in the name of growth. And I always like to help other people and do whatever I can to make the entire tribe win. And I know that you're someone like that. So Talk to me about being around like-minded people because I believe it's something that is super important for success. So here's the thing. You're, and I'm sure most of the people will have heard this, and if you haven't, it's super important. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. It is the single most important thing I have ever, and I repeat, ever been told because you are a reflection of who you hang around. And I've told, I've had this conversation with, my friends, I've had this conversation with family members, I've had conversations with my, some of my brother's friends when saying, I don't understand when you look at that and you go, I don't understand why people associate me with this when I'm not like that. And I go, well, look at who you hang around. If you don't wanna be considered this, okay, whatever that is, you should take a really strong look at the people that you are spending time with and what they put out there. Because whether you like it or not, that is what people are going to perceive you as. And perception is reality, people. And that is super important to understand. Because if you want to be a positive person and you want to have a positive mindset, but you're hanging around a bunch of people who are very negative, you're going to become a negative person. Because it's impossible for one person to stay up high with all negative people around you. And I am a reflection. Listen, I'm not saying I have bad days. I'm sure Rob has bad days. I'm sure everybody's going to have bad days. It's understanding that you don't sulk in that bad day and you or bad moment or whatever that is and getting out of that. And it's important. Like you said, you have an accountability group. I have my best friend group. None of us are in the same place. My best friends are in Omaha, Nebraska, Providence, Rhode Island, and Burma. And, and I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. We have a group chat. 
it, it, if you went through it, you would think we were, and we might be the happiest group of girls that you have ever met. And we are all different. We all grew up differently. We all look different. We're all doing different things. But the commonality between all of us is that we are happy, positive people. And if one of us is having a rough day, we all pull each other up. And that's so important. And it doesn't matter that they're not here, right? Because technology exists and I can FaceTime with them and I can talk to them all the time and we make sure that we see each other. And they are the reason that I am able to be as positive as I am because they are a reflection of the person that I want to be. And I want to continue to be the most positive person that I can be. And my friend group, my, my boyfriend, my significant other, my brother, the people that I spend time with, they all reflect the person that I want to be. And that's the, the single, if you take nothing away from this podcast, the one thing you should take away is you are a reflection of the five people you spend the most time with. And I cannot tell you how important that is. And here is the amazing thing. By listening this far into the podcast, you are the average of Paige and myself for the last 15 minutes. When yep. you read a book for 30 minutes, you are the average of yourself and the person who is the author of that book. So if you can start having the mindset of consuming things from people who are doing things that you aspire to be like, and, and just having this positive mindset and noticing when you're around people who do not have the vibe that you do. And quickly, Paige, what do you do if someone says, all right, I agree, Robin Page, with this, but my peer group and my friends are negative. How do I get out of this or what do I do? Yeah, you find new friends, man. It, it, listen, I, I have had friendships that have been long time standing friendships that no longer served me. And the, the, greatest the, the second greatest piece of advice I can give you other than this is to walk away from things that no longer serve you. It's super important. If there is a, a relationship, whether that's, a significant other or a friendship or a family member where it is toxic, super negative. There is nothing that you can do to change that other person's mindset. Let me tell you that right now. You are not, until that person decides that they are going to be better, you cannot fix them and you cannot change them. So you have to walk away from what isn't serving you. So you, I know it's tough. I've been in groups of friends that have been toxic before. I had a, a very toxic group of friends in my that I walked into at school and I had to be a loner for a little while until I found my core group of friends that is now my best friends. And guess what? Were there tough days? Yeah. But I'd rather be on my own seeking out great things, becoming a book nerd instead of being around bad people that are not serving me and are being super negative. So I get it. It can be tough, but it can be done because I've done it. So that means you can do it. And here is the beautiful thing because the next podcast we're going to be talking about is mentorship and how you can find mentors in sports. But before we do that, Paige, where can people connect with you? Yeah, guys, you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an eye on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and if you want to find me on Facebook, Paige Demacos. As always, I would love to hear from you about this episode. What is your success mindset? I want you to hit up Paige and I. This can be a picture. It can be a tweet. It can be a video. Just let us know one thing that is integral to your sports mind or your success mindset. You can hit me up on Instagram at Rob underscore Cressy, Twitter at Rob Cressy, or on LinkedIn. That's it. That's all, 